Welcome back, everybody, to episode three of Locally Fresh. I am your hostess with the mostest, your girl Gimp, and I got my man Spec providing the tunes. Say what's up, Spec. What's up? What's up? We have a fun-filled episode for you guys today. We are having a local business showcase coming up. So, for all of you listeners out there, if you own a business. Or know of someone that has a business and that they deserve the spotlight, please contact me through IG. Uh, you can hit me up through the, you know, through the DMs, or you can actually tag me on their business page if they do have one on Instagram, and I will be sure to hit them up or hit you guys up, and that way I can provide a platform for all business owners. I want local business owners to get as much shine as they deserve. So please. Contact me. That is what I'm here for to help the community grow. So, on that note, for our very first installment of the local business showcase, we are spotlighting a busy woman. I'm sure you guys seen a couple of my posts uh, on my personal IG and the locally fresh IG of La Doña. That's right. She does La Doña Sofrito, which is amazing. And I can actually thank Spec for putting me on to that. What, what made you even like get sofrito in the first place? <laughs> Sofrito's the shit. Everybody uses sofrito, <laughs> especially when it's homemade. Oh my god, it's so it smells so great, and like it's air sealed. And when you like twist the cap off, and it's like, it's like you're opening a jar of freshness it's so amazing it, it's like you're transporting yourself to the caribbean <laughs> like when you every time you open a jar so not only does la doña do sofrito but she also has another business the more better brand this business is like shocking okay not only is she running one business but she's running two all right and the more better brand is an organic and chemical-free skin and hygiene product company uh, that she owns and operates. They have tooth powder, they have lip balm, deodorant, bug spray, face serum. I mean, everything that is organic and healthy to put on your body and to use. So please check her IGs out. Um, it's amazing stuff. I, I can't even say anything more about it. We definitely have to buy the tooth powder, and I kind of want to try the deodorant, the citrus one, because that's. It sounds like it would be refreshing, you know, especially during the summer. You know, just smelling oranges when you're sweating. <laughs> so, it might be. It might be. Just gotta check it out. Yeah, definitely. So stay tuned. Listen to La Donia and how she got started with everything. She's a really busy woman. She manages, um, you know, her husband. Her husband is Don Rymix. You might have seen his artwork at West Arts. He has two big murals out there, very indigenous and tribal inspired. I love it. Um, and so she manages his artwork and, you know, where he's going to be posted at and everything. She runs her two businesses. She's a mother of two, super inspiring. I aspire to be her. <laughs> so, so, and it's really nice to just be surrounded by like-minded individuals that 
are pursuing their dreams, that are go-getters, um, you know, and she's your modern day, what is it, mom, mom, momtrepreneur, <laughs> can't we, should we call her that? So stay tuned, listen to what she has to say, and everybody out there who has an idea or a dream to pursue, go ahead and do it. No one is stopping you but yourself. So if I can inspire you, hopefully La Doña can inspire you and everybody else on this episode can inspire you. So stay tuned and we'll be back. So let's start off with this. Why La Doña? Why the name? Why the name? Well, so the name came through and I was going to try to work with a friend of mine and she was saying we were trying to like work together like doing in the art in the art world okay Okay. um and then she was she has her own name and then she was like what you know what's your nickname like what we need a name for you and I was like a name for me oh my god and so after much thinking and pondering on it I was like one day I was like Oh, La Doña. And then she was like, oh, that's great. And then I ran it by a couple of other girlfriends because I usually do that. I usually run things by people. And they were like, oh, that's great because he's Don Rymix and you're La Doña. Nah, ping. That yeah. was it. <laughs> so that's where that came from. Oh, okay. That's perfect. Because I, I wanted to know. I'm like, you know. Because well, I've been managing his career for, I don't know, We've been, I mean, we've been together for years, but I uh, think around the time that we had we had Kai, I, I kind of started working more with him and like helping manage his career. Mm. So then I was like, you know, working for Don Rymix, being his manager, and then it just kind of made sense. How is it? How is it managing an artist, but also your husband? How is that? At first, that part was difficult. Is it intimidating, or is it just like, is it hard to kind of separate? Husband from artist? Um, I think sometimes, I don't think so much for me. I think sometimes for him, separate mm-hmm. me as his manager and as his wife, you know? Um, but I say for the most part, it's been, it's super fluid. It's super easy. And I think a lot of people that we know are kind of shocked at how good we work together. Yeah. Um, and I've heard a couple of times friends of his have said, I want something like what you have with her. Like they want with their with their women or their exes that they're trying to get back with. You know, they're like, oh, I'd love to have something like what you have with Casilla. Mm. And it's really interesting. I mean, we do work well together. We have our moments, of course, like everybody does. Yeah. Because I mean, he's really stubborn, and I'm stubborn too. But like working for him in the beginning, it was like, oh, I want it done this way, and I'm like, well. You know, I'm an educated person, okay? <laughs> like, I went to school. So, I know my shit. <laughs> yeah. I know how to do this. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. So, let me ask this. Um, so, it's stuck with me since then. La Doña okay. has stuck with me. It's always been... I went and, you know, found my name, and then I, like, it's on everything. Okay, so, like, no matter what you do, it's been like Well, like, that. you know, like, um, my stamp, like, on an email, it always says La Doña. It's, like, ah, my name, okay. La Doña, manager to Don Rymix, and then info. Look but it's always that. there. And how have... So, you being able to manage, you know, Don Rymix and everything, and seeing the, the progression, and I guess, you know, the progress of everything that's been going on, did that start 
you know, making the wheel spin. Like I could kind of, if I can help manage my husband, I can kind of do things for myself as well. Or did you already have that in mind beforehand? Um, I think, you know, the way it all started was, I mean, I used to bartend mm-hmm. and that was when we lived in New York. And then, but when I was pregnant with Kai, it ended up being like, I wanted to make, I wanted I started changing my life to being a more naturally centered person, like even my cleaning products in my home. You know, it was yeah. like a slow progression going from my normal old ways to starting to go into more natural things, especially with a kid. I wanted to get have the least amount of toxins on my child as possible mm-hmm. and in our lives. Um, and then, you know, I managed him while we were in New York. And then when we moved here, <coughs> excuse me, I started playing around with making stuff at my house with some friends of mine. Yeah. And then that's where that all kind of started to come about. Mm-hmm. Like the first thing I made was um, was a toothpaste. I, started, I saw that. Well, I made a toothpaste and it was, um, I started looking in because, okay, so when we moved to Florida, I, you know, I got pregnant with the second child mm-hmm. and then I never had a cavity. And then when I went to the dentist after having my baby, I had like four cavities in nah. which I was like floored. Yeah. I'm like 38 years old with four cavities I've never had them before and I'm like what is this going on like, <laughs> my life is ending right yeah, now yeah <laughs> I was literally freaking out when I walked out of the dentist and then so then I started you know I was like well what do you do to fix a cavity oh we just drill it out and Ugh. I was like no thanks they were already trying to schedule my next appointment for the next week to start drilling my I was like no no that's okay so I started googling and looking at, like how could I fix them on my own so that's when I started playing around with making like a basic toothpaste with like bentonite clay water and I think it had some like salt real salt in it I don't remember what else but so we ended up doing it I ended up doing with a friend and some essential oils so I did it with a friend and she was bugging because she went home first and she was like oh my god I just brushed my teeth I can't believe how good this is this is like amazing and I was like oh my god I have to get home and I was like I went home I gotta brush my teeth now it was like Halloween like the like uh, best day to Halloween three years ago. We, my friend had a party and then we were there and then we were making toothpaste before the party started, uh, which was so silly. But we used it and it was like the cleanest feeling ever. Like it felt like we had just gone to the dentist. Oh, that's great. And so then we started playing around with that. And then and then from there, you know, I was like, oh, we could really sell this. So then we kind of started doing it. Uh, that's the, that was the first thing we did that. And then we, I, we tried to go into business together, but it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kept going with my, my ideas myself. So I did the toothpaste, sold that. And then I had to, you know, figure out, I had to, a couple of bumps with that. And then I had to like, you know, start working with it in the lab again, you know, mm-hmm. started configuring some different things out, figuring out a different way to make it. Um, and then I really hit the deodorant hard. I started doing the deodorant. And then that was fun, learning how to make deodorant. That actually surprised me the most was deodorant because I've read, I have some very holistic friends of mine and they're all about, you know, incorporating, you know, healthy products in our daily lives. And they are always randomly posting some things about deodorant. And I didn't realize that deodorant can cause a lot of complications, especially in a woman's body, like Uh, the lymph nodes, which can lead to like breast cancer and like... Well, they find aluminum. Aluminum is in every tissue sample uh, when they do tissue samples for breast cancer. They always find aluminum. 
But they say, I mean, I've been reading stuff. I, I'm always reading stuff. And so I read something that was like, well, there's no, there's no direct correlation that the aluminum causes the breast cancer. But it's in every cancer cell in, hmm. when, around the breast. So how does, it, how does that not cause that? Yeah, you know? how, is, how are they not related in How are they not way? related? You know, it's like, a, and, you know, realizing what you put on your body, you're, it's the biggest organ of the body, and you're just going to absorb everything that you put on it. Yeah. Which is like, you know, when you realize that, it's like crazy. You start to think about everything that you've put on your skin your entire life, mm-hmm. and you wonder, oh, my God, you know? Like, what have I been doing? So then, you know, so then I started playing with a deodorant. The first time I made one, it was like a finger one. And I'm not really big on taking my finger and putting it in a pot. I don't like it for lip balm. I don't like it for most. It's like messy. Well, lip balm, I didn't like, I never liked it because I'm like, <clears throat> when you lived in New York, it was like, your fingers are always dirty. You're that holding is very the subway, true. Yeah. Opening the cart, holding things, paying with money or whatever. And you're always dirty. And so, you, you know, you're sitting there putting your finger in there and you don't always have access to clean water and soap. Exactly. So then the deodorant, I was like, oh, I don't really want to rub deodorant in my pits. And I tried a few, <clears throat> like, um, I went to Lush and I bought, I got, I like did some of their samples and then I would end up always, my armpits were always burnt. No matter who I tried, mm-hmm. natural deodorant, always burned my armpits. And I even bought like a... a I thought de- I was the only one. No, I even bought one in on Amazon that was almost $20 and I was like okay whatever this is deodorant I have to try it and it had stellar reviews it burned my armpits too wow. yeah. it was like oh my god $20 yeah. later and it burned your armpits it's like you know disappointing yeah so then that's when I started playing around with a deodorant uh, and then the first ones I made I didn't put any baking soda in it I just made it without baking soda because the other uh, ingredients in it they also help kill body odor Oh, uh, Mumu, you have to stay on this side, okay? <laughs> um, and then, and then I started playing around. My sister was like my my guinea pig for the baking soda, and so we did. You know, we just followed something online just to see, and it was like way too much baking soda. Her armpits ended up getting burnt. Oh no! Um, so then we started, you know, researching some more and then figuring out the best ratio of what to use. So when I, you know. It's trial and error. Making Jeez. stuff is trial and error, and it co- it's, like, expensive, I you know? I picture you, like, in a lab coat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just, like, putting all these little potions I'm together. I'm my own and self-made like... chemist. <laughs> uh, so, you know... But you have to be, especially if you're experimenting, and then you're also, you know, you're kind of the victim of pit burns. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, so I got them, like... too. But then when we figured it out, you know, like, through a bunch of test runs to see, okay, how, how about this much, or how about this much? One of my sisters I hadn't seen in a while, we hung out one day, and she had, like, these stains in her arms. I was like, yo, what's up with that? And she was like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no. It hurts when I shave. I can't, That's like... <laughs> you got, like, pit burns. You got burns from your yeah. deodorant, and you stop wearing that deodorant. So I become, like, the deodorant, the guru that knows, like, oh, no, you need to stop doing that. Yeah, you you, there's so much bacon anymore. soda in that. Too much bacon soda. And I say it on my, my Etsy page. It's like, oh, if you use... You know, if it, most people are not sensitive to baking soda. You don't really have an allergy to yeah. it. Uh, but if you notice on, if you look at the ingredients, which is something that you should be doing, mm-hmm. you know, if you're concerned about what you're using, what products, it's like if baking soda is the first one or the first out of the first two, then there's way, way too, too much. much in there. Because uh, on the labels, which is interesting to learn, it's um, the most that you use, the, you know, 
the most that you use is going to be the first. So it's going to mm. go down from there. It's going to go from the most of your your recipe all the way down to the least. Oh, okay. I was told about that too with food. You know, like if you see the first two. Oh, I don't doubt it. I mean, that's I like the main that's, ones. that's like the rule across the board. Yeah. Well, it now it makes sense, you know, because when you're reading an ingredient label. But it's crazy because I feel, well, with baking soda as a child, like, my parents were like, oh, you know, just use baking soda to brush your teeth. It does. It works great. You, yeah. It alkalines your mouth. And then now hearing you, how you incorporate it in the products, but just enough of it. Just enough of it. You know, it's still kind of like reminiscent of those home remedies exactly. now that I'm like thinking back. That's what it is. Interesting. And then you have other products too. Because so you have the toothpaste, you have so the So I have deodorant. a tooth powder. No, it's not a paste or, anymore. Or, yeah. Powder. I did a powder instead. <clears throat> Um, and then when you just wet your toothbrush and then dip you it in. You wet your toothbrush, you dip it in, and then you brush. brush it's a different away. brushing experience. You know, every, you have to get used to it. Oh, yeah. Because you're used to, you know, Colgate or Crest or whatever or something pasty that when you put it in your mouth, it, like, foams up. Mm-hmm. And that's all, I think, surfactants, I think that's what they're called, and they just make it get bigger. And that stuff's all toxic for you. Yeah. So this doesn't do that. But what mine has is bentonite clay, which bentonite clay, when you mix it with water, it it opens up mm-hmm. and it gets bigger so you get a little bit of that with the bentonite clay but nothing compared to what it would be like with a crest or I feel like with the regular toothpaste that we see on an everyday shelf that foaminess is just kind of like something for us to believe like That's oh it's working. actually working and it's, it's making my mouth clean it's actually toxic if you read the label on your your like a regular toothpaste it says if you ingest more if, if you ingest more than the amount you put on your toothbrush, then you need to call poison control. So why would you brush your teeth with something that that has that advisory? <laughs> what about your child? You know what I mean? Like your child, you know, go brush your teeth, and then they go and they take you know two two toothbrush worth of toothpaste on their thing. You know, like mm-hmm. then you got to call poison control. Like I don't want that anywhere close to me or my family at all. No, that's scary. So and then you have a okay. So I color? do that. I make a tooth powder. And then I make a, a deodorant. I have like three different strengths. I have a sensitive that has no baking soda. I use salt instead, hmm. uh, sea salt. Um, and then the other two have different amounts of baking soda. I have a regular strength and an extra strength. Extra strength is more like a clinical. Okay. Like a, it's for the really hardworking people out for there. For the stinky ones. <laughs> for the stinkers. Uh, and then, so then in addition to that, I have... Um, a uh, outdoor re- a bug repellent. That's actually probably the first, first thing I ever made. What? Because I made it in New York when I lived okay. there. Because I had, I'm very prone to mosquito bites. And, I mean, anywhere. And in Puerto Rico, which we go to a lot. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Like, I could stand in a room <clears> with <throat> my family, and I'm the one getting bit. They're just kind of chilling, and I'm like, ooh. What is it that attracts mosquitoes to people? Because I feel like I'm the one that my legs will get all... Bit up. I don't know. My, my sister was talking about it the other day. There's something specific that people, well, people don't get it. But I just say that I'm sweet and they know that I'm foreign, you know, so then <laughs> they know that I don't live here. So They're like, ooh, something different. <laughs> yeah, so it's tasty. No, no, no. So that's why, that was actually the first, first thing I made because I started looking into ways to repel mosquitoes and how I could make something stronger. Like, so I would buy my, I'd buy like a, um, a natural insect repellent. And then I figured out how could, how could I make it a little bit stronger. So then I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm always reading. And so that was my first test. I added a little bit of an essential oil to like an already made brand and it worked. And so then I started playing with it. I bought a couple of different 
essential oils, carrier oil, and and then I started playing around with it and I made my own. That was is, actually the first verse. Is citronella part of it? No. No? So you have nothing like citrus in there? I don't have citronella in my in my blend. <clears throat> it's a, it's a very popular one, but I yeah. don't and mine doesn't smell like like a bug spray. Ah, that's perfect. So you know, people, I had someone, a customer, bought one, and she was like, "Oh, this doesn't even smell." This is like sh- she tells me I should be making perfume too, because she's like she was so, a friend of mine that bought it and went to Puerto Rico for her honeymoon. She bought a, a bug spray. And it's called the Outdoor Blend, and then her husband decided to just use off, and so she sends me a text message and she says, "Oh, uh, it's working so great." Like, I'm sitting out here getting a tan, and he's all, like, done up with off, and he's all getting bitten up. And I'm like, yes. It's working. My, my masterpiece. It's working. It's natural. Yeah. It's natural. All natural. Look at this. So, since that person kind of gave you an idea to do a perfume, is that kind of like... Uh, it just sits there. Yeah? It's in the Not back yet. burner for now? Not yet. Not yet. What do you, what else do you have planned for more better? It's more bre- better brand. More correct? better brand. Okay. So the name came because of my son, <clears throat> because he used to say things. He he used to say it more. He'd be like, "Oh, this is more better, or, mommy." This one day, the day that it hit me, <laughs> when I was already making, so I was like, "What would I call my brand?" And so he's like, "Mommy, this spaghetti is the more better. It's so it's the more better ever." And I was like, "Oh, more better." And I would always correct him, like, "That's yeah. wrong. That's that's not proper English." <laughs> And then that day, I was like, oh, the More Better brand. More Look Better is hilarious. Shout out to Kai. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Kai. He's the one that made Hey, guys. Hope you're enjoying the show. Just wanted to give all the independent artists that are listening a heads up. Beats and Rhymes is a hip-hop radio station hosted by Verse Minority, playing music from the top independent artists worldwide. I know Orlando has crazy talent, so if you want your stuff to be heard, submit your music to BeatsAndRhymesRadio.com and tell them Gimp sent you. And now, back to the show. So, what else is in the works for you? So then that, so I've been doing that uh, for like, I don't know, a couple of years, I'd say, the More Better brand. And then... And then, then I started the sofrito, mm-hmm. which I've been sitting on for a long time because my sofrito is great. It's it been is. great forever. I mean, I used to make it in New York, and I had a roommate that lived with me that as soon as I would put the sofrito in the pan with the oil, she would come out of her room like that. It was like every single time. We would laugh about it. Dude, that rock meme, the rock meme was like oh when sofrito hits the that pan. That was my roommate. <laughs> She'd be like, what are you cooking? And I'd die. We would die laughing about it. It smells so good. Like, And I meant what I said. Like, if they made an air freshener. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It really is. And, you know, I'm doing my recipe and the way that I do it. Like, my sister was visiting me once in New York. And she was, I was like, man, that's some good rice. She did something. I don't know. My, one of my, my sisters are all good cooks. But she, Layla that was visiting, she, I was, I was like, yeah, it's so good. She's like, that's your sofrito. And I was like, what? She's like, that's your sofrito. That shit is so good. It's so good. And I've had like store-bought ones, ones that were made fresh as well. Oh, but they don't, they don't give that aroma. No, there's love in that jar. Yeah, no. And you can tell, like, all BS aside, like, you can tell that's made with like, with all of your heart. Yeah, <laughs> all of your heart it's and soul. a lot of work. <laughs> in that little jar. Well, yeah. I mean, I see you chopping away. Like It's a lot of work. Jeez. But it's so good. I mean, everybody's always told me. Oh, I had a friend one time when we lived in New York, and he saw like a jar somebody was selling. He was at like, a fairway, which is like a nice, it's a nice, um, 
kind of fancy supermarket. Oh, okay. Um, I say it's one of the nicer ones, you know? And so he was like, he sends me a picture and it was like, it looked like a pesto jar. You know, pesto mm-hmm. jars are really little. Yeah. So it was a pesto jar and it said sofrito and it was like $15. What? And I, he was like, why is this here and not yours? <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, I mean, $15 is, I mean, for a pesto jar. It's no. absolutely absurd. And that's like how many ounces in that pesto jar? It's not even an it, ounce. It's not even eight ounces. It's not, I mean, it's... it's. Jeez, and you're selling 16 ounces. Yeah. And you have regular sofrito and then you have the spicy And the spicy. One. The spicy, I have people that swear by the spicy. I haven't used the spicy yet. No, the spicy to die for. I gotta try it out. Do you like spicy food? I'm, I'm a wuss when it comes to spice. It puts like a nice bite in, into the food. Really? You know, like when when Speck tried it. Yeah, he was. And I, I was surprised that he, because he's like, that's way too hot. And I'm like, what? So, so he tried it. That, he came and got the regular. And then he was like, we had just finished, you know, canning some of the other one. And so he was like, Can, you know, I was like, here, I have a little bit left, you know, that I have to for myself. And so I let him taste it. And he was like, that's really good. I'll take one of those too. I was like, okay. <laughs> so they're just, right now, they're, I still got them. That one hasn't been opened yet, but I've been using the the original, the OG the, La Doña. Yeah, <laughs> I've been idea. using that one. So, okay, like your typical Spanish household, people use the... Oh, but before I go into this, I had marinated chicken with the sofrito, and oh I made God. chicken kebabs. I've they never done that. They came out really good, right? They came out really flavorful. Oh, I bet. Oh, my... Yeah, so thank you, by the way, because my chicken came out really good That's because of so the sofrito. Good. That sounds so good. <laughs> so, okay... What I was going to head into. Okay, everyone uses sofrito and beans. They use it in, like, ground beef. Like, what have you used sofrito on that you would least expect? Or have you? Well, when I was younger, we didn't eat sofrito the way that I've seen people that have opened me up to using it for other things. Well, like, you know, my house, my mother made sofrito, and it was like, only used for that, like, the, the, the base, you know, yeah. in the arroz con andules, or the beans, or the spaghetti. I never, ever saw anybody take sofrito and put it on an egg, or put, or, or dip some chips in it, or make Speck, a dish. Speck puts, uh, puts sofrito and eggs, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? It's so good, though. <laughs> it's that was a spicy one? Yes, the spicy. Oh, I ate the spicy one and I didn't even know it. <laughs> they gave you a little bite. I looked at him so, I looked at him sideways and I'm like, well, what are you doing for these sofrito and eggs right now? Because I've so, never, I'm like, this has to be a Puerto Rican thing. No, I've never seen, i never seen anyone do that. And then, and then my, my girlfriend, one of my Cuban girlfriends in Miami, she started doing it because she swears by my sofrito too. And she was like, oh my God, I just take it out and I put it on stuff. And, I, and then one of my uh, friend's ex-girlfriends in New York, she would eat sofrito like the Goya one, which is so gnarly. It doesn't taste like nothing. It's gross. We had that. And it's I, gnarly. Oh my God, it is. I'm like, I ended up throwing it away. It's like una pasta. Like a, yes. a plot. Like, and then... You got to look at the label. It's like, like, uh, I mean, I don't, I've never bought, let me see. Have I ever bought the, the, I don't think I've ever bought the one that's canned on the shelf. I think maybe back in the day before I ever made sofrito, I might've bought the one in the freezer aisle, but it doesn't taste like nothing. No, I got, we, we got the one that was in the jar, the long green one. Yeah, there's a recaito and there's sofrito, right? It's the, we had the green one, which is the sofrito one. I'm, I don't feel comfortable. What does it even smell like? 
I it can't. doesn't smell like it doesn't no, smell, it like, doesn't anything. smell like anything. And then I feel like I have to use like double. And then after a while, it just like when I open the jar, it just looks so unsatisfying. And it just like, looks like it does, it's just gross. It's gross. Like green boogers. It looks yes. like boogers, exactly. Yes. It looks like boogers. It does look it like looks, It doesn't. There's nothing appetizing about it. it looks and like a jar of my vocals. friend, when, my, when he was dating this girl that loved it, he's like, she just puts that stuff on her eggs every day. I'm like, are you joking? That's like disgusting. So I went one day. We went and we bought a bunch of ingredients. We were at his house and we made sofrito. And I was like, okay. So now tell me, she would take that thing off for everything. Would you do that? What is it? The recaito? Reca- well, you know. What's the difference between that and sofrito? I think recaito is just basic greens. Like, I think it's just the green stuff. Like the, What's the red one? The red one has tomato sauce in it. Oh. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, you know, I think uh, in the Cuban recipe, they put tomatoes in their sofrito. And, like, Dominicans oh. put limes in theirs, which is interesting. Really? Yep. Huh. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of like all the Dominican stuff that I ate. I've like, actually tasted sofrito from someone that made it Dominican style, and it is very limey. Really, that's interesting. So, um, yeah, ew, goya, ew. I mean, I'm not saying I don't buy anything goya. Okay, I am Spanish. Nah, of course. But I will never buy that. <clears throat> I definitely have cans of tomato sauce. I have tomato pantry. sauce. I have beans. You know. It's not, it's not my favorite brand to choose, but if it's there, you know, you just want some yeah. white beans one day or some pink ones, you got to get the Goya, right? Yeah, I mean, 48 cents a can. Oh, I mean. yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't want to use their sofrito. I mean, it's, it's no, disgusting. No, after using yours, I'm like, the hell with this Goya sofrito. No, no, no. And uh, no, it's and to so think that there's a distributing center, like, just a couple blocks from I know. <laughs> You should set up a little food well, stand outside. Other one. I mean, they, they, so they, I mean, I've never looked at their label to see what they have in there. But then when I started, you know, when I moved to Orlando, I started looking into making my own sofrito to sell. I, I saw that there was one, the first time I ever saw it was at like a Publix, the Doña Lola. Yeah, the, in the plastic container. Yeah, um, which is normally how lots of people put do their sofrito. Yeah. Anyways, so I, I've never bought it. You know, and then I went to like one of my son's friends' houses for like a play date, and me and the mom were talking and whatever. And then she told me that she buys Doña Lola. I think at Costco. I was like, damn, she's at Costco too. Yeah, she's at yeah, she's at a couple places. She has a big one, a big jar for Costco. You know, and I was like, can I look at it? And so I looked at the label, and so you know, to to can it, you have to put citric acid. You have to lower the level of the acid, right? Mm -hmm. The acid of the vegetables in order for stuff not to grow in there. Oh, that's like any, most things. Like I think, uh, I think jelly you might have to use it, or like tomato sauce. I think you ha- like a, like a marinara. You usually mm-hmm. have to can it with citric acid because they're not acidic enough. And so I okay, so I look at hers and I'm like, okay, so she's got citric acid, but then she uses yellow and green food coloring. Whatever, yellow number one, whatever the food coloring numbers what? are, which are yellow super toxic. Yellow and all of that. Yeah, whatever they are. So she uses yellow. No, she doesn't use green. She uses yellow and blue because, you know, they mix Yeah, together. mix green. Jeez Louise. I was dot on the floor. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, she uses food coloring. I'm sure that it probably, I mean, okay, I don't know. I've never looked at food coloring. Does it help preserve the food? I have no idea. But I'm like, her sofrito is so green. Like, why that would be so green? Yeah. It can't be another color. I mean, the green is gray, but, you know, when I can mine, it's green before I can it. And, of course, it depends on the peppers that I use. If I find ahises all green, then it'll be more green. If I find ahises that are different colors, 
then it's going to be more of a brownish tone. But it, you know, Whoa. but her sofrito is always green. And I was like, ew, I was like, she uses food coloring. That shit is toxic. If you look it up, it's toxic. Wow. I'm completely floored right now. I was I'm like, when I saw the label. My mom uses Doña Lola, like... Get the look at it. For eons. Yeah. Because she gets like the... But I'm wondering if she adds the food coloring because it's in a plastic container. Well, the citric acid, I mean, I don't know how she, I don't know how she, that works with canning in, yeah, and because I don't, I can my stuff. I put it in the water bath, like I, you know, do it all, grind it all down, and then I put it in a water bath to make that seal, so that pop that you like so much, that's a yeah. process. You know, she just got it in a plastic container, so I'm assuming, I, I mean, I have no idea. I have no idea what the use of the yellow and the blue are. Not even the Goya jar pops open. Oh, that's interesting. It's like a... Like yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. slight little pop. But this one, when I opened it, I thought fireworks were going to come mean, out. I mean, Goya is can. I mean, it's, um, it's <clears throat> up, I was assume it's vacuum sealed. That's yeah. what the canning does. It vacuum seals it. But their lid is just one a one-piece lid. Exactly. It's a platisol. It's a platisol lid. Just one piece. I am using, I'm still using the ones that have the two pieces. Yeah. Well, I feel that's better because you're like ensuring that everything is like... No air is gonna leak through. I like it like because that. I mean I haven't gotten the hang of the other the other lids yet. Um, I heard that it's super. I mean I've read it's super easy. It's easier, but I like the. I mean for what I'm using right now, what I've done in the past, what I used is the two one, and I like it because I can easily tell if it's sealed or if it isn't. Yeah, exactly. easy. But I mean, if it's working, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. No, no, that's fine. I'll do. I'm yeah. good with the two. I don't need anything else. Um, I don't know how it works in the plastic container, though. And then, and then for me, thinking of citric acid and acid in plastic, for me, would eat away at the plastic and then cause... That's what I'm thinking. Because at least when you, yours is in a glass jar. Yeah, that's not going to do anything. The yeah, I feel like it's going to keep it preserved. And you're not, like, mass-producing like Goya is. And that's why it probably doesn't look like mocos. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, it just it maintains its flavor. I would definitely say. And every time I open it, it's like I just open it. Like the smell and the aroma and everything. Yeah. I hope this La Doña Sofrito like pops off for you. Me too. No pun intended. <laughs> I do too. I think it's great. I mean, and it's, it's delicious. It it's, is. There's nothing like it on the market. No, not at all. And I'm totally not gassing you up. It's because it's like, it's really, it's really fucking good. It is good. Yeah, man. So... I advise everybody, get a jar. <laughs> if you know what's good for you. Buy some La Doña. Yes. Cook with La Doña. <laughs> Where can everybody find you? On Instagram, social I'm on media Instagram, networks. and the La Doña is La Doña Sofrito. And then my uh, brand for my products is uh, More Better Brand. More Better Brand. And you have an Instagram for that as well, right? I do. An Instagram for More Better Brand. And I have an Etsy page for More Better Brand. I'm yes. still getting my website together for La Doña. That's okay. But you can always DM me yeah, through man. Instagram. That's how I got the stuff for exactly. my aunt and my cousin and my mom, by the way, who loved it all for Christmas. <laughs> I said, like, it was like a bunch of jars went to Dallas. You what? Know, That's another so bunch cool. of jars went to another part in Texas. A bunch of jars went to Boston. That's my awesome. girlfriend in Boston bought a bunch, and when she posted it on her Instagram, she was hosting Christmas dinner, and she posted it, and everybody was like, am I coming over? Can I come over? Can I come over? She's like, no, everybody wants to come over now. I'm like, 
I was I was literally the only one who came in with jars of La Doña Sofrito for Christmas. <laughs> I, like everybody gave them as like as um stocking, stocking stuff. Stuffers. Like you get a can, you get a can. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I hope everything works out for you well in your future endeavors. And then of course if you have any upcoming things going on with you. By all means, my platform is for you. I will. I'll let you know for sure. Holler. Thank you so much. Thank and you. guys, don't forget to hit her up on Instagram. Check out the Etsy page. Check out the reviews if you don't believe the stuff. The because reviews. the reviews say everything. They do. And these people are from like all over the place that are making these reviews. So it's yeah. not like, you know, they're paid or anything. <laughs> exactly. Nobody's paid. I don't got no <clears throat> money to pay nobody. <laughs> All the money that you do get is to reinvest That's back it. in. That's all it is. It's all reinvesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's all word of mouth what I've gotten. Word of mouth and people just, you know, having a little faith and trying somebody that's, you know, not in a store. Yeah. And she does her research, which is great because you're always up to date with the latest things and what's healthy for your body. So what better person than a mom? What more better person? More better. <laughs> more better mama. Than to get. Oh, man. So on that note, thank you. And we are back. Shout out to La Doña for hosting me at her home. Um, you can hear the little kitties in the background playing with their toys and whatnot. So shout out to uh, Don Rymix for as well as hosting us in their home. Very happy to hang out with them. And please be sure to visit themorebetter.com. As soon as you visit themorebetter.com, it will direct you to her Etsy page where you can purchase the More Better brand products. So by all means, go ahead, look at the reviews, see for yourself how happy these clients are in just purchasing her products. And if you're interested in the sofrito and you want to purchase a jar of La Doña Sofrito, you can send her a message through her DM on Instagram. Her Instagram handle is La Doña Sofrito, very simple. And you can send her a message, let her know if you want the original one or if you want the spicy one. We actually have both of them. We're super content with both jars. I've practically used it almost in every dish. <laughs> so it's made everything up to my beans, my chicken, even eggs taste great. So go ahead and do that. Shout out to Spec for putting me on to sofrito in scrambled eggs because I have never done that in my 32 years of existence. I mean, was that the first time you ever put sofrito in eggs? Nah, I always put sofrito in eggs. You gotta think about it. If you're chopping up onions and I mean, yeah. greens, I and, mean, it's yeah, and tomatoes and all that. You yeah, know, that's one, true. One little scoop of that and you that's straight. true. And when you think about it, you don't even have to worry about chopping onions and tomatoes and greens because you yes. just have a little spoonful of that. Good. Yeah, forget that, man. I'm not trying to make any more mess in the kitchen. <laughs> there you go. So you got it approved by spec. So <laughs> if he likes the sofrito and uses it in his eggs, um, then by all means, go ahead and do it. And I mean, she was even saying that some people use it as, as a dip for chips. I haven't tried that. But I mean, we do got we do got chips in the pantry, so maybe we can try it out later on and see for ourselves. But anyways, on to the next segment here. But before we get into the next segment, I do want to shout out my boy Cold River. He is actually having a show at Back Booth next Wednesday, January seventeenth. So if you guys aren't doing anything in the middle of the week, you kind of want to break up, you know, like the week, you know, Monday to Wednesday. It's kind of like halfway point. Celebrate the halfway point. 
by going to Back Booth next Wednesday, January 17th. My boy Cold River will be opening for Afro Man. Yes, Afro Man is coming to Orlando, which will definitely be an interesting show as always. So big ups to Cold River for opening up, uh, you know, for Afro Man. Check them out on Facebook uh, at uh, The Real Cold River. And then Instagram, his handle is the underscore real underscore cold river altogether you can purchase tickets through him so go support local talent he's actually the one that supplied the intro uh, the intro instrumental that you were cutting up the locally fresh with uh etern and uh the boys of beer money unlimited so you know he's at least you guys can hear his instrumentals in the beginning of the show and this one right now is my man fellow that's right. This is Fellow. Shout out to Fellow for providing the beats. What up? And actually, shout out to everybody that, you know, responded to the IG post of, you know, I I was in, in search of local producers and if they had any, any instrumentals that they wanted to kind of pass on along to us. That's the whole point of the show, Locally Fresh. I wanted to be locally motivated and inspired. And these local producers responded to the post and sent me their instrumentals and we're using them in the show that's the whole point that's what i wanted to do and this makes me so happy so if any of you guys that are listening that feel that the instrumentals that you're hearing are dope as hell contact these people or contact me and i will put you in direct communication with them that's the whole point of growing together right like building each other up right one for all all for one. You know it. <laughs> so there you go. So speaking about supporting local talent, um, this past weekend we went to the social. There was a huge event going on, a tribute to Mex One. And if you haven't heard of who Mex One is, he was the gentleman that opened the b-boy spot that allowed an, a creative outlet for b-boys, graph artists, MCs to kind of just all come together, you know, rejoice in the culture of hip hop. And unfortunately, he passed away too soon. But my homie Etern wanted to, you know, create a tribute to him, continue his legacy. And she hosted an event this past weekend at the social. The lineup was insane. It started off with DJ BMF. He opened the show, you know, on the wheels of steel, spitting all that old school hip hop, which was already putting me in a great mood. And Matt Ills was the first MC to perform with the help of Rubox, the beatboxer. The well-astounded, like, I mean, Rubox was just floored. Like, he amazed me all the time. Uh, DJ Felix continued to spin and provided those little funky beats for the B-Boy and B-Girl ciphers. And before Etern got on stage, I actually had the pleasure of speaking with her for a quick moment. She was hella busy putting everything together and hosting the night. So a special thank you to E for taking a few moments of your time to speak with me. I gladly appreciate, you know, you just stepping away for a few moments. So thank you for that. But stay plugged in and listen to our little conversation that we had about the event and how she feels about, you know, everybody coming together for one main cause. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. What up, everybody? 
everybody, this is your girl Gim from Locally Fresh, and I am here with the curator and also performer yeah. of tonight's show, a tribute to Mex One. Etern, welcome. I'm Thank so you. happy that we're able to speak. I know we chit chatted on a while back ago and you know, just shooting some stuff, some ideas around of being women in this type of, you know, exactly. industry, I guess you could say. My sister. Yeah, yeah. Sister long, from another mister. Long lost sister. Long because, lost sister. Uh, <laughs> we kind of share a resemblance here. <laughs> so, kind of going into this whole entire event, I know back at Four Years Old, that's when the last time I saw you, um, Lito kind of spoke about the major role that Mex One played in, you know, the b-boy community with the opening of the b-boy spot. Can you kind of shed some light on some memories you had over there at that venue? Man, I will tell you first and foremost that the b-boy spot got me excited about breaking again. I wouldn't claim to be a b-girl, yeah. but like I d I've dabbled a little bit and, and I've never really gotten fully in emerged into it, but as somebody who you know, represents and supports the culture as a whole, the hip-hop culture as a whole, obviously breaking is one of the elements, so when, when I started co-hosting our show with Conscious, um, Shameless plug, it's our show.net. It's one of the longest running radio shows, Seriously. local radio shows, FM on FM in the community. But yeah, like when I started co hosting that show with him at the B Boy spot, because we did like a thing called Liver, and we would have people come and just be a part of the show. It was radio, it was broadcasted on the internet, yeah. but we would do like things in between, we would have food. So when I did, when, when I started doing that, it really opened my eyes back up and got my excitement back up for the breaking part of the culture. So just that alone is huge for me because I think it's very important within the culture for you to, you know, at least dabble in all of the elements so that you can understand the culture as a whole, so that you can be supporting the culture as a whole. So the B-Boy spot really threw me back into that world. So, That's awesome. Yeah. How would, um, how important would you say Mex One's presence in Orlando, in the local hip-hop scene is? I got chills when you said that. <laughs> If I was to make a comparison in like the MC world, Swamburger, yeah. like Mex would be like the Swamburger of the breaking world in Orlando. Wow. So like, very important. I mean, the B-Boy spot became not only a venue for jams, for B-Boy jams, but for MC events. Matt Ills from Grind Time Now ended up throwing one of the, uh, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? Yo, Ills, what's the event you threw at the B-Boy jam again? I'm, I'm having a brain fart. What? The the event you threw your 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 joint that you always throw that you threw at um the b boy spot lounge battles. Lounge battles. Ah. So I'm having a brain fart. Lounge battles, which was going on for years before the b boy spot was around. He ended up throwing lounge battles there. Um, so MC events, and then we hosted the radio show there, and like played video games in the back while the radio show was going. So it was just such a a beautiful community center within within hip hop. So how important was he? He was he. Him and everything that he brought to Orlando was extremely important. Like, very, very important. He's definitely that guy, because I went to an Outbreak event a while back ago, and he's definitely that guy that's like, go hard or go home. Right, right. He's throwing jams. Right, oh yeah, oh yeah. Now, knowing that you're the creator of this event, it's apparent that he left uh, an, a huge impression on you. Yeah. Um, how would you define your friendship with him? So, I remember 
um, like, as soon as he, he passed away, I remember the last time we saw each other was at a, 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 the Catalyst Hip Hop Miami, Catalyst in Miami's uh, 15 year anniversary. And it's crazy because Joel had just recently passed away, the creator of uh, Catalyst. And I saw him there with his son Beanie. And I told him, I'm like, yo, Max, I'm, I'm trying to get back into breaking again. Like, do you have any advice for me? Because my top <laughs> rocking's kind of crusty and looking horrible. And he's like, yo, he's like, foundation. Work on foundation. And I just remember him saying that. And when I remember that being like the last thing he said to me, um, it, I'm going to carry that for the rest of time because I think foundation is important in every aspect of our lives. Absolutely. Not just breaking, not just whatever. Foundation is important in every aspect of our lives. So that hit me hard. But man, as I set up on the stage earlier, like Max always supported me. He supported his community. He bought CDs from me. He bought CDs from people he believed in and people who were working hard. And, um, you know, me, me and Max weren't like... I'm crossing my fingers for those who can't see. We weren't best, like, BFFs. Yeah. But we knew what was up because we were both doing things in the culture. And, Absolutely. you know, every time we saw each other, it was all love. And what I loved about Max was he wasn't afraid to speak his mind. And that was always inspirational for everybody in the community. It also, you know, tilted some heads and people had a problem with it at times. But that's always going to happen. There's always yeah. going to be drama somewhere. But he was never afraid to speak his mind. And, uh, and that's what I loved That's awesome. So... What inspired you to come up with this crazy lineup that we have tonight? Yo, honest, ooh, <laughs> honestly, good. I was just like, are we still good? Yeah, we're good. Okay. So honestly, I was just like, what talent can I get in one room with all of the elements? Because Max was all about the culture as a whole. I don't yeah. know if I mentioned that before. He's all about the culture as a whole. And so I was like, I need art. I need DJs. I need B-Boys, B-Girls. And I need MCs. So I was like, what artist do I know? And of course, you know, they've got a legacy fund going for Max's son's future. Yes. And um, so that's where all the proceeds for the night are going to. And I wanted to help in some way, but I also didn't want it to just be about the donations and the money. I wanted it to be about the culture. And I just wanted everybody to free themselves and, 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 uh, you know what I'm saying? Sorry, I got a I got a shoulder rub from somebody and it threw me off. <laughs> You're good. I pulled a card from my uh, my deck today, my Ascended Masters deck, and it was like stay focused. And then I pulled another one just for good measure, and it was like go now. And I was running late for the venue, and I was like, <laughs> go like the cards were like. I already told you what to do. Stay focused. Now go. Now go to the venue because you're late. So, no. Really, what made me think about this is... Honestly, what guided me to do this event is beyond me. Yeah. It's something... It's a force bigger than me. I don't really know why. Like, once I was in it, I was like, oh, shh. Like, what am I doing? This is a lot. I'm not even yeah. a promoter, you know? I've promoted events before, but I'm not considered a promoter. I'm an artist. I tour or whatever. I, I was guided to do this event by something greater than me. So, yeah. And for you to actually have the courage and, like, the Girl. balls to do it, <laughs> like, you know, it's wow. it's gonna show. I the vibe is already set. 
It is. It's, it's already there. We I mean, some B-boy ciphers, B-girl ciphers. Out yeah, there, no, so. they're they're already starting. As I was coming back here backstage, like they were already going at the ciphers. So, you know, I just want to thank you for everything that you're doing tonight, and I'm sure thank you for being here. homies looking down like, yo, she did this. <laughs> so you're good, man. I just want to shout everybody that's like involved, been involved in this event. B-boy Thean, he helped me a lot, and Felix of Unique Styles Crew and Fusic. You know, that was Mexican crew, Unique Styles. And he got a dope band music. He's DJ, DJ BMF, Fat and Jazzy, conscious of our show. Um, we got a bunch of vendors here: Jess Cakes, Catboy, Biggest and Baddest, of course, which is Mex's clothing line. Yeah. And uh, we got Lemus, German Lemus, doing live art. We got Loose Sky, who did a portrait of Mex that you can see on stage. Oh my, beautiful, phenomenal, beautiful. Oh my gosh. Shouts to Locally Fresh. Thank you. Shouts to Swanberger and Second Sub for you know getting us in the social tonight. You know, just shouts to everybody and everybody supporting everybody. Supporting the culture, supporting everybody, supporting the community and going out there with no fear and doing what they feel like their calling is. Like following their passion, following their purpose. Shouts to all those people. Ah, thank you. I honestly just needed to hear those last words. Word. So thank you so much for that, man. Word. All right, girl, do your thing. I know you're busy. Welcome back and big ups to the FemC Etern. Go support local hip hop. Follow her on IG. Her handle is Etern Music. She's a beast. And what we would say in Spanish, uh, es una bestia. Because <laughs> this girl is insane. She's a beautiful spiritual soul who just happens to kick ass on the mic. So go ahead and follow her. And as the night continued, Rubox did a set and he played homage to all the elements of hip hop. I mean, this guy was beatboxing like, like I can't even, you had to literally be there to like witness what this man was doing. Like he was playing homage to breaking, to emceeing, to DJing, to graffiti. I mean, he was actually pretending that he was a graffiti artist and like making the noises of a spray can <laughs> like while he was beatboxing. And he whipped out a freaking harmonica in the middle of his set, which I was like, what the hell? That was so amazing to me. What'd you think about his set when when he was performing, Rubox? Oh, super creative. Right? Once he, once he came out with the harmonica, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. I was like, yo, he sounds like a harmonica. Wait a minute. And then he like came out with the harmonica. I don't even know where he whipped the harmonica from. Like... I don't know. Yeah, I didn't even see him like he, he came out of nowhere. He's like a magician pulling a rabbit out of his hat. <laughs> like he just pulled out a harmonica out of nowhere. But that was like an amazing, amazing um, set that he did. But following Rubox uh, was no other than Wordsworth. You might know him from MTV's Lyricist Lounge show, which was a hip hop sketch comedy series back in 2000. Probably one of the last real hip hop shows MTV ever did right and then they started coming out with like mtv3 and then they were doing some like weird that's when sway came into the picture i would say but still i mean lyricist lounge hip-hop sketch comedy series and he was a creator and also one of um, the mcs that were featured on the show well etern helped set up an interview with him and holy moly uh, super grateful for the opportunity I was already in awe of the man's lyrical talent, but to have the chance to really sit down and like learn what he's about and doing surprised me. We talked about how he met Mex One, his relationship with him, 
what musical projects he's been a part of and what he has out currently and how he became a teacher here in the state of Florida, which surprised me even more. Cause I was like, damn, this guy's like doing everything. Like he's a Renaissance guy. So very impressed with this man. And of course he rocked the stage like no other. So keep listening. And I hope you enjoy our, our little interaction here with Wordsworth. Stay tuned. Guys, this is your girl Gimp from Locally Fresh, and I got my man here, Wordsworth, in the building. Yeah, what's happening? What's happening? What's going on, man? Um, so I kind of wanted to ask you, um, you know, how or did you know of Mex One or the B Boy oh, Spot and everything? Yeah, ironically, um, you know, with me trying to put this together, having me and Ills on the same uh, bill. Mm-hmm. And then Swam being here. Yeah. I actually met Swam at the B-Boy spot. What? Yeah, and then I actually came out to host the grind time at Next Spot. Wow. So that's, this is like 360. Yeah. And everybody is here that I met that's with. Yeah. Wow, look Without at that. Without even being playing. It's like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's, right, <laughs> right. It's crazy. So the first time I met Swan was through Mex. Wow, that's and awesome. And the way I met Mex was at the event. Yeah. That Grant I had at the B-Boy spot. So then since then, I mean, Mex has been like a huge support of me. Yeah. Every time I'm going on, on tour, um, he sent me clothes to wear out on the tour. So uh, I got a, I got, I got a baddest, big baddest hat on yeah, right man. now. So, you know, it's only right because, you know, I spoke to him a couple months ago too, which is crazy to me. Like, and uh, I invited him to come to the show and uh, he was doing what he always does. I'm sending packages out. I'm out of town. He was always so busy. So, yeah, yeah I know Max. That's you know? so cool, man. At least, like, you have a rapport. You had a rapport with him and, like, oh, yeah. a connection and everything. Definitely. He actually, uh, like I said, he did, like, one of my singles. He did an actual tour shirt for me. It was Out of Love. Wow. Yeah, the song called Fingers Up. And he did this shirt for me. And, um, man, every time I called him, he was there. Wow. See, I unfortunately didn't have the opportunity to meet Max one on one, but I knew like the important role he played here locally, just opening the B Boy spot and just providing like a, a venue, you know, for anybody to just express their creativity. So it's kind of nice to hear from everybody else, you know, what they experienced with him. Oh yeah. together and support one another um as far as your you know what you've been doing i mean 
holy crap. Uh, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Um, what have you been up to, bro? Like, what's good? Uh, Alright, well, I'll go, I'll do recent and go back, I guess. Yeah, we can do that. Right now, I have an album out called Our World Today. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's done pretty well. Uh, it was like, it made it to the front page of iTunes, like hip-hop, no, new and noteworthy when it get dropped. Um, it's produced by Sam Brown from North Carolina. And then I've just been doing music, and then uh, I got, I'm, I'm actually in a cartoon on Netflix right now as myself rapping. What? Uh, Peabody and Sherman, season one, episode two. So it's actually me on there with Prince Paul. Um, and then that's what I've been doing throughout the course of years. Like I did SpongeBob soundtrack, I did Nexus uh, uh, Laboratory, I did a Dino 5 Kids cartoon. Um, and then I recently, this is 2018, 2016, I got a master's from the U in music business and I'm a teacher. That's I teach TV production and I teach reading. Oh my gosh, mind blown. So, wow, so what kind of inspired you to do the teaching route? My daughter's grades were failing because she had a substitute that didn't care. So my first, um, I guess, attempt or first uh, thought was I'm going to go become her substitute. There you go. And as I was getting that emotion, a white lady down at the district in Lee County was like, yo, you know, you don't need to be a substitute. There's a lot of black kids that need you to be full time. Absolutely. And that was the realest question I've ever been asked in my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I stood there for about two to three seconds and said, I, I'm going to do it. And I, I had to alter my life right then and there. And uh, I was actually, that first year of teaching, I went on tours. Oh, wow. The first couple of weeks. Because I had a tour already booked. Yeah. So I went to Europe and came back. And then I said, I ain't going to do that no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just cold turkey with the touring. But still do the music and do spot dates. Of course. And, um... It was the best thing I think I did. Like, I did enough for me, I think. And I think that question was the realest thing ever because it was like, if the kids are wilding, I think I got to take blame in that because I was asked to help the kids and I said no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, if that, if that, if that would have been my answer, I would have took blame in that. You know what I mean? So, I can't complain about them. So, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it and see if I can help change a lot of these kids' minds and, and them have a better image from what they think a rapper is. So we get in those discussions in class and they be like, Mr. Johnson, you know, you got all of this, you do all this and that, why are you teaching them? I'm like, you know, I still do all of that, you know what I mean? I still do everything, you know? I get time off, two months off, and all these perks yeah. that I can still do me. And um, I tell them straight up, like, because y'all think a rapper is just what you see on TV, but I still do everything that other rappers do. That's you know what I'm saying? Wow. Um, so. That's almost as if, like, I mean, I guess that was your opportunity to give back to the community in a greater way, right? I think, I think it's just really, like, 
opportunity to realize what my life is worth. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was going to go just look out for my daughter. So then, basically, I took my daughter out of that class, though, and put her in a class with a full-time teacher. And she was crying. I had explained to her, you know, what it was about. And then, like, overall, seeing how the education system was going down with her, and then when I got in it, seeing like, man, you know, I couldn't even help those other kids yeah. that I had to take out of their class. And I, I went to lunch with her and tried to help her. And the other kids was like, why you took her out of here? And I was like, because they don't, they're not teaching you guys right. I explained it to her lunch yeah. <laughs> And, um, you know, I think the accumulation of things I've accomplished is enough that I don't need to be selfish for me no more. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, like, I was put here to do a lot, a lot of bigger things outside of me, you know? What also makes me happy to hear is that you're, you're providing, like, you're becoming a role model, you know, and kind of showcasing, like, a black man in America, you know, like, yeah. we're multifaceted. We can do a lot more than just what, right. you know, the mainstream just thinks we can only yeah. do. If you see my classroom and stuff, you know, I got Nas on the wall, like Illmatic album cover. Yeah. I got... Yeah, this bugs me out right now. Yeah, I got like Jordan, LeBron, my desk, I got Jay-Z Decoded book, I got Eminem's autobiography, LeBron book. Um, so it's kind of like hip-hopped out in my classroom. And then I got like a lot of athletes on my wall. I got like male, female, male, female, male, female, different races and ethnicities. So the kids can see a lot of reflections of themselves, yeah. and they can see, you know, I can I can pretty much talk to them about anything they like and explain them what that person had to finish school to get to that. You know, you can't just do that without school. And now there's a connection there. Um, so very commendable. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, I can talk about. Yeah, it no, of course. <laughs> That's great to hear because I mean, like I mentioned before, it's just always nice to hear that people are doing much more with their talents, you know what I mean? And of course, a man of vocabulary, it's only right, <laughs> you know? Uh, I just, just want to maximize my potential. Absolutely. And I think like my presence, I think it's affected a lot of the kids in my school, you know? I, I, I teach in like the lowest reading school in my district. The kids read super low. It's, it's uh, 64% Hispanic. You know what I mean? It's like 600 Hispanic, 240 uh, African American, maybe around 260 white, and then other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, them seeing me come to the school, because I be dressed up, and then on Fridays I come through with the J's, yeah. and then they, they, you know, I come through, and they be like, yo, Mr. Johnson got on the J's, and this and that. But I explain to them, yo, I'm wearing the J's on Friday because I earned it from Monday to Thursday. I ain't in here with the J's every day. Exactly. And then they can absorb that, and they take it seriously, because I'm able to relate to a lot of the stuff they know about, you know? Yeah. And um, I think I changed a lot of kids picture of what a rapper is, you know, and then they, can, they go on YouTube and they see me, so they know I'm not like this playing, you know, they can see the TV show stuff I used to do, yeah. they can see all that, so they're like, oh no, Miss Johnson, a real deal, 
So I can listen to him and not really just only follow this madness that I see every day. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Johnson don't talk nothing like that. He rap like this and he got bars. They be like, yeah, we got bars. You know, so, <laughs> so they can see levels. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't have exposure, whatever you see is what it is. So I think that's really it. Like I've been able to expose them to like a whole different picture. And I think that's what I'm here for. And showing them that you can be multi-dimensional, you know? Yeah. You don't have to just focus on only like, I want to be an NBA star, or you know, like, I want to be an MC. Right, or, right. You know, you're letting I, them know. I talk about all of that stuff, you know? Like, I'll be like, I mean, I'm in there talking to them, like, almost like, like I'm like a semi-parent. Yeah. Because a lot of them, don't, you know, parents don't really do much after school with them. Yeah. But I'm in there and they be like, Mr. Johnson, can I ask you a question? I be like, we going off topic, you know? And, <laughs> and I let them ask me mad yeah. stuff because they want to know. And I explain it to them, you know? I'm like, hey, you want to do football? There's nobody on the football screen that doesn't say the Ohio State, Michigan. <laughs> so if you want football, you got to go to college. So there's no shortcut. You know what I'm saying? So I'm explaining them the steps and the process of it. And they can respect it coming from me. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, yo, look at me. I'm doing what I, you know, this is the process. So, you know, so. You know, then they get to see all the degrees, the degrees on the wall. And I'll be like, I got that going on. I say, you talking about music? Look, I want to, you know. So it's a, it's a lot that I think about. I'm a thinker. Yeah. And I just try to, uh, you know. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I can speak for myself that I've had that one teacher that I will never forget that has taught me so much. So that's awesome that you could potentially be that one teacher for them. You know? I think I will be for a lot of them off the basis that I wear James. <laughs> And I know all the, yeah. all the rappers and songs. Yeah. Every song they come in talking about, I go, oh, I know that song. This and that, you know. I think that relationship that I have with them, you know, is going to go a long way because they know I, know I know about everything. I know the cartoons. I know all that stuff. Yeah. You know? That's great, man. So hopefully it does. I think there's something that will resonate. Um, and I think at the end of the day, they can, they can say they've seen a different version of that. Absolutely. And then see you and be like, you know what? He did so many great things. Let me see if I could be better, you know? Because that's what we're here right, for, right? Right, right. Making sure that every the future's better than us. Be better than me, for sure. Yeah. For sure, you know? That's what I'm, I'm hoping that the whole class is better than me when they get older. Because I tell them, y'all are future. So, like, yeah. you know, eventually, whatever y'all create is going to help me stay alive. Absolutely. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's great. That's y'all make. I'm like, yo, whatever y'all make in the future is gonna help me. So we gotta get you right. <laughs> I'm gonna help you help me. Right. Yeah. They're gonna take care of me eventually, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Gonna be them. It's always like a reverse cycle, right? Right. You so know. I'm helping y'all out now. When you get older, invent something. So if I get old and can't walk no more or something, you get something that can have me hovering in the air. All right? Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta explain it. A lot of it is really just talking to them on a level of like hearing them out. And saying, okay, well, this is it. You know, the biggest thing I think I've noticed teaching and with kids um, that I think is an issue is they, they don't know what empathy is. So they try to do so much to each other and have no 
People are out there, so no one. I bet you once we go out there, it's gonna be warm. Yeah, so keeping everything on. We'll stay. <laughs> there you go, man. Wordsworth, thank you so much for coming through, man. I appreciate uh, it. Like you. it means thank a lot. No, absolutely. And I look forward to seeing you on stage because it's been a minute since I've seen you perform. Yeah, so yeah. I'm pretty excited, man. <laughs> All right, man. I was shaking hands. Oh no, that's okay. Don't worry. There, mine's are a little warm right yeah, there. Warm. Yeah, mine's are warm. <laughs> All right, guys. That. We're out. Welcome back from the interview with Wordsworth. Shout out to him because, I mean, he didn't have to, but he definitely took the time uh, to, you know, sit with me and, and speak to me about everything that he's been doing. And I just want to personally thank Wordsworth for giving me the opportunity to learn so much more about him than what I already knew from, you know, just watching him on Larissa's Lounge back in the day and, you know, just checking out his music. But it was very interesting to learn what he's doing, um, you know, to 
what he's doing to the, for the educational system, you know, helping people, helping these kids read better, understand. Um, and sometimes he speaks to them about some real shit, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Uh, what did you think about the interview with Wordsworth, Spec? It's pretty awesome, man. I mean, it's always good to shed knowledge to the youth, like that they get to understand, like, what is out there, you know what I'm saying? We always have so much opportunity, so it's always good to shed knowledge. Absolutely. I 100% agree with your statement there. So in case you didn't hear him drop the name of his album, it's Our World Today. It's out now on iTunes. So please go and visit iTunes, purchase the album, listen to it. I mean, I was able to listen to it live and it was astounding. Um, and also follow him on Instagram. He's at Wordsworth. B-K-L-Y-N, Wordsworth Brooklyn. So go ahead, follow him. He has amazing content on his page. He'll keep you up to date with everything that he's doing. So go ahead and do that. And again, Wordsworth, if you're listening, thank you a million times over and over again. Thank you for showing love to Orlando. Thank you for paying respects to Mex One. Uh, you know, anytime you're back in Orlando, you're more than welcome here. I mean, I'm not the official representative of Orlando, but, you know, on behalf of Orlandoans, we thank you for your presence. So thank you so much. And that's pretty much it for episode three. Uh, Spec, any last words for everybody out there listening to the show? Once again, thank you very much for the producers submitting the beats. Yes, shout out to Cold River and to Fells. There you go, man. Thank you so much for that, guys. I appreciate it. Any other producers out there that want to submit their stuff, I would love to showcase your instrumentals on the show. So please send me an email at locallyfresh407 at gmail.com. Um, any last words of inspiration? Once again, peace, love, and respect all day peace love and respect all day this was another episode of the locally motivated of the locally inspired of the locally creative that keep the city beautiful locally fresh and on that note we are 